Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program. Coming to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM, where, as we can see outside the studio window, the sun is shining, the sky is blue, the ground is dry. Overnight rains, though, so it's damp and dry. And uh, right now in Las Vegas, we have 43 degrees. It's going to get up to uh, 64 today. Had a little, we had a little precipitation overnight, at least in my neighborhood. And outside of the studio, you can see the uh, the ground a little bit damp yet. So watch yourself on the roads. But uh, it's going to turn out to be a beautiful day. We're going to cap out at 64. About a 1% chance of any precipitation left in the area. It's moved on. And uh, it seems like uh, this uh, might be the kind of weather we're going to have through the weekend. Of course, tomorrow is going to get down to 39 overnight. But uh, it looks uh, looks great for the entire weekend as far out as we can see. So uh, we welcome you to the show. That's the weather here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. We welcome everybody listening through all those great platforms of delivery that we have, like the streaming on our internet sites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global, we got them all. And of course, uh, your smartphones, your iPhones, your Android, you get your KSHP radio station phone app that you can put on your device, so you can hear us now, now, now. And, of course, the, all of the great sports programming on our station here emanating from Las Vegas. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasting, we're there as well. So we welcome everybody, however, wherever, whenever you get us, to the Race Day Show as we begin another racing week on this Wednesday morning. Looking across the contiguous 48, little action going on in Tennessee and Kentucky. A lot of snow up there, way up in the northeast in Canada and up by Maine, etc., and uh, for the most part, for the racing uh, across the country today on our menu, looks like the racetracks, uh, all the racetracks will be going, and the racing uh, should be fine. No real bad weather in any of the racing jurisdictions today. So we welcome you to the show. I'm Ralph Sirocco, as you know. And uh, most of you who are uh, listeners of this show on a regular basis, uh, uh, tuned in, however, wherever, whenever you get us at your the way you tuned us in on Sunday morning, and the show wasn't here. Uh, they had to put in late programming in the show because for the first time in over 25 years of doing these broadcasts, for a long stretch of time, seven days a week, and now at five days a week, I never missed a broadcast. Through, um, through earthquakes, through family deaths, through weddings, through holidays, uh, and certainly uh, through, you know, the stuff that happened on 9-11, etc., whenever, however, we were always here broadcasting for you. But uh, Sunday morning at the time that we were supposed to be on the air, yours truly was sitting in an emergency room. We will leave it at that, um, and uh, we will move on 
And I want to thank everybody for their concerns out there. And uh, I'm here today for you. And uh, I hope uh, you understand that it was an emergency. Like I said, uh, when the time was broadcasting, I was still in the ER. So uh, we will leave it at that and move on. And thank you for all of your concerns out there as well. Today, we uh, not only have Jonathan Hardoon with us uh, for some selections maybe at uh, Gulfstream. John Lindo will update us on what's going on in Southern California. Jerry J will be along with his Gulfstream picks. But we also have Tommy Masses. And you remember Tommy Masses... The handicapper was our correspondent for Woodbine. And hopefully we'll have him back for Woodbine when it starts up in April. But uh, Tommy's going to be with us today to give us a little uh, uh, update on what's going on and what is handicapping. Maybe he'll even give us a horse. Who knows? Tomorrow we have scheduled on our show Ron Flatter. Now, Ron is part of the team of HorseRacingNation.com, which I believe is the best horse racing website out there. Okay, horseracingnation.com. Ron does a lot of podcasting, etc. But uh, he posted uh, his uh, his votes on, for the Eclipse Award. Now, you know we had the Eclipse Award finalists come up uh, la- uh, over the weekend. And uh, so he and I are going to share w- our votes on the Eclipse Awards uh, from uh, for this year. And he'll be with us tomorrow on Horse Racing Nation. Uh, Horse Racing Nation is their website. He'll be here on our websites and, of course, here on the show tomorrow. So we got to get started by just uh, reminding you that every, all the stuff out there is uh, looking good across the nation for racing. That's for sure. Now, you know, we're getting close. We're a little less than two weeks away from the Pegasus World Cup. But coming up this weekend, uh, and I do believe this thing starts... Uh, the Kentucky Derby Future Book, uh, the uh, Pool 2 of the Kentucky B- Derby Future Book this year, the one that Churchill Downs puts on, the Paramutual Future Book, will open up on uh, Saturday. No, it'll open up Friday. Okay, we're going to open it up Friday. And um, the Paramutual Field, at this point in time, in the future book wagering, at least in the paramutual one, usually becomes the favorite. It, and so they posted it as the uh, starting favorite, the all other three-year-olds. Uh, and that's seven to five on the morning line. But what's missing, glaringly mission, missing in the second uh, pool of the five pools for the Kentucky Derby future wagers, any horse trained by Bob Baffert, which includes the finalist, for the two-year-old champion, Corniche, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And all of those other very um, impressive uh, three-year-olds that have uh, made the track recently at uh, Santa Anita for Bob Baffert. As you know, he's uh, he's suspended from competing in the uh, Kentucky Derby from Churchill Downs, that uh, litigation continues to make its way through the snail-like court system. And so, uh, Corniche is not in it. So, with the defection of Bob Baffert and all of his three-year-olds in this thing, uh, Todd Pletcher and Kenny McPeak have the most horses in the future book of 23 individual horses for the Kentucky Derby future book. It's going to be real strange to see um, horses in the future book without Bob Baffert attached as the trainer. But uh, you're, you're, uh, you're odds-on favorite to win the uh, Breeders' Cup, I mean, odds-on favorite to win the Eclipse Award for two-year-old based on his Breeders' Cup, uh, few, uh, you know, Breeders' Cup Juvenile win is not in it. How about that? <laughs> All right, so the uh, all others, the uh, field is 7-5. to five. And of the individual horses, posted at 8-1 uh, to one is Smile Happy. And that's one of Kenny McPeak's trainees. Now, remember, uh, Todd Pletcher has five in the body of 23. And uh, McPeak has uh, four. But uh, McPeak has the starting favorite opening up at 8-1 to one, uh, of the individual horses. And it's really strange to see this future book without a Bob Baffert horse. Especially Corniche, my goodness, right? So we'll wait and see how that shakes out. 
Um, Nick's go. Life is good. Get fresh group of challengers for the Pegasus World Cup. And like we said, it's coming up. Coming up uh, here soon. And uh, we wait and see about uh, the horses that are in it. But uh, we're all looking at uh, King's uh, Nick's go and Life is Good as the two horses that uh, we expect to have the throwdown in the $3 million Pegasus World Cup coming up on January 29th, less than two weeks away now. All right. And uh, looking uh, ahead to this weekend, Fairgrounds going to have a whole bunch of stakes races coming up on uh Saturday. They include the Colonel E.R. Bradley, the Duncan Kenner, the LeCompte. Now, the LeCompte is the uh, in the series, uh, the Louisiana Derby series for the three-year-olds. And that happens on uh, Saturday. Now, the future book opens on Sunday. Some of the horses that will be in LeCompte uh, may very well be on the individual horses in the future book. Certainly will be covered by all others. That is a uh, significant race of, for three-year-olds uh, at the fairgrounds on the way to the Louisiana Derby and, of course, on to the Kentucky Derby. Also on Saturday will be the Louisiana Stakes, the Marie G. Krantz Memorial, the Silver Bullet Day for the three-year-old fillies aspiring to get to the uh, Kentucky Oaks. And, of course, as we said uh, last uh, weekend, Gulfstream Park this weekend will host their Sunshine Millions uh, two races, the Sunshine Millions Philly Amere Turf and the Sunshine Millions Turf at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. So uh, with all that good stuff happening, uh, we're going to go to our first break, start talking to our correspondents, and as I say out there, I want to thank everybody for your concerns out there. I do apologize for not being here on Sunday, but... Uh, they wouldn't let me do the show from the emergency room. Narrow-minded people. Anyhow, I want to thank all of those uh, fine people uh, there at the hospital. Did great work. All right, uh, we will be right back after our first break. Don't go away. You're listening to Race Day, Las Vegas. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. I want to remind everybody out there that um, uh, we, uh, we will uh, continue to go on as we are, but we're going to have Ron Flatter on tomorrow. Uh, for Horse Racing Nation. And we got Tommy Massa standing by. I can't wait to see what's up, uh, what Tommy's up to. So let's get started with the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and Racetracks around the country. Reminding you that the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day are that of the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas 
on what's turning out to be a pretty good day for this uh, time of the year here in Las Vegas. At least sun shining, sky is blue, ground is drying up. These will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. We are Race Day Las Vegas. We come to you from Las Vegas, the gaming capital, right here at the studios of Sports Talk 1400 AM. We are in the Pacific Time Zone. If you're listening on the websites, if you're listening on the phone apps, if you're listening uh, at any uh, podcast out there, or if you are listening through your gold tooth filling. However, wherever, whenever you get us, the first post times on our racing menus each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone because we are in it. So if you're not in it, adjust to it so you don't miss anything like, of course, I miss mom and dad, okay? Are you ready for today's menu? Okay, here we go. We begin with um, Tampa Bay Downs. Now, Tampa Bay Downs has a first post time of 9.20. They have a pick six jackpot carryover, $30,973. First post time of Tampa Bay, 9.20. Then next we go to Parks Racing. Parks Racing has a pick five jackpot carryover. This pick five jackpot carryover, 96,579. And their first post time is 9.25. Five minutes later, Gulfstream Park will kick in as they continue their championship meet there. Gulfstream Park's first post time is 9.30. Their pick six jackpot carryover is now uh, building up again. Stands today at $124,099. $124,099 pick six jackpot carryover at uh, Gulfstream in a first post time of 9.30. Next comes uh, Mahoning Valley. Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Uh, their pick six jackpot carryover $33,924. Their first post time is 9.45. Then after that comes Delta Downs. Delta Downs, first post time is 10.55. 10.55 at Delta. Following that is Turf Paradise in Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise has a first post time of 11.40 today. 11.40 at Turf Paradise. Their pick six jackpot carryover. $3,815 in the first post time again, 1140 And then we wrap it up with Penn National, Penn Nat. Penn National's uh, first post time today is set at, as it usually is, 3 o'clock. Their super high five jackpot is small, but it stands at $793. First post time Penn National is at 3 p.m. And that is the racing menu for today. Now we're going to bring in uh, Jonathan Hardoon. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm uh, recovering. I'm doing fine. That's good. You scared the Adam Schiff out of everybody. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> all. You're I, okay. I appreciate all the concern, but uh, you know, when you get to my age, things are going to start happening. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Anyhow, I'm here, and uh, we had racing on Monday. Of course, uh, the Martin Luther King holiday. Some tracks were open on Monday, so there's a limited amount of racetracks open today. But Gulfstream Park and Tampa Bay are both open, and I know you do sheets for them. Yes, we will have uh, selections for both of those tracks for the radio. All right. Now, uh, of course, uh, coming up uh, soon will be the uh, Pegasus World Cup. Uh, I would imagine that you are uh, kind of excited about the throwdown between the two, That uh, and all the parts are still in the right place for those two horses, so we're okay. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of good racing coming up this weekend. Uh, like you said, the Laconte Fairgrounds and yeah. – uh, some other good races along the way, and let's see what happens. Now it's going to start getting serious as people try for uh, derby points, and, uh, you know, things are going to start to fall into place. And obviously uh, in the future book, uh, the field is the the way to go because Baffert has all the horses in the field. So, you know, (laughs) that's a pretty safe bet. (laughs) Yes, uh, that is a dynamic that's uh, different now because Baffert's horses right now under him, including the expected uh, Eclipse Award winner, Juvenile, Corniche. Corniche. Right. They're still under his care, but they are not in the individual 23 uh, available for the future book. However, they will be covered by all other three-year-olds if they start transferring to other trainers and start amassing points and get in the Kentucky Derby, then they will be a very good price uh, in the all others, wouldn't they? Yeah, it kind of makes the field uh, rather strong because, uh, you know, the horses that they have on, 
really shouldn't be the favorites, whoever they decide to make the favorites, because the truth of the matter is the Baffert horses have run better than anyone else so far. You know, but again, there's a long way to go. It's uh, only January, and we got to get to May. So, all those future bets, to be honest with you, are sucker bets anyway, in my opinion, uh-huh. because the price on Derby Day is probably close to what you're getting in the future book. So. Well, we know that one of the horses that won't be making it uh, for the LeCompte is the individual morning line uh, or opening uh, eight to one favorite, uh, Smile happy uh kenny mcpeak who has four in the field and of course pletcher has five in the individual field he said he's gonna uh, likely wait and run him in the risen star and not of course in the lecomp this weekend well that's good because that's one less horse for my friend's horse to beat so my friend has a horse in the race that my son manages uh, cyber knife he's in the lecomp yeah so uh, one one less to worry about for them i guess uh, now, Cyberknife, I remember you were talking, of course, on the show as well, that uh, this horse, uh, the connections really are excited about and have uh, think he has a lot of potential. Yeah, well, Brad Cox says it's his best derby shot this year, so either he's got very little stock or he's got high hopes in this horse, and uh, I, I tend to believe it's that he has high hopes for this horse. Well, that, it'll be exciting because we can live vicariously through uh, through you guys. Uh, Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. So. <laughs> Why not? All right. Now, uh, how's the weather there back in New York? Well, it's raining today, but uh, it's supposed to get cold. So let's see what happens. Hopefully they don't cancel the next few days. There certainly is a possibility. Oh, you know, right. when it gets real cold, the track freezes, and then you got to deal with uh, the wind chill and everything else. That's why they canceled last week uh, one day. Uh-huh. And uh, hopefully we make it through the weekend. All right. Well, uh, I can only say that, uh, as I say, the LeCompte is the one that I guess everybody would be looking at this weekend. And, of course, uh, you know, you've got horses like Surfer Dude and Unified Report and Papa Cap. And Papa Cap is a horse, uh, by the way, I guess that's they're going to put him in this 9-to-5 favorite. He's the one to beat in this yeah. race, I guess, because of his uh, Mark Cassie and Joe Bravo's going down a ride. And I, I guess he's got the, the most of credentials of the horses in this race. And then you got uh, Trafalgar, uh, you got Epicenter. This horse is going to take a lot of uh, attention too. Steve Ashmussen, Joel Rosario is going to go down to ride that one. Your Cyberknife um, is also a gun runner. Brad Cox, you got Florent Garot riding him, and you're six to one. And then you got the Long Shots, Blue Kentucky, Call Me Midnight, Presidential among uh, the horses in the race. So we got to start somewhere without Baffert. I guess we're doing it there. That's a good place to start. All right, uh, Jonathan, you got some uh, stuff for us today? For uh... Yeah, let's we, go to Gulfstream race number nine, five furlongs uh, on the tapita. <laughs> and you have no choice today. Almost every race is tapita. So uh, if you can't beat them, you join them. And uh, ninth and final today, I like the number nine horse in here, bullet on tap. A few things going for this horse. First of all, he has a race over tapita. He was breaking from the rail that day, now draws an outside box. Very tough to win on the inside there on that tapita. Gets mm-hmm. a barn switch today, first time with Joe D'Angelo, who's hitting at about 25%. Plus, he gets the addition of Lasix for the first time and a rider switch to Javier Castellano. All pluses, in my opinion, 9-2 to two on the morning line. I like number 9, bullet on tap to win today's ninth and final out at Gold Street. All right. That's either re- easy to remember. Ninth race, number nine. The nine in the ninth race is uh, Jonathan's pick at Gulfstream Park. Another for me? Let's go to Tampa Bay, race number eight, five and a half furlongs on the main track. And I like the number four horse in here, Rocky's Buckaroo. This is an eight-year-old gelding from the John Pimentel barn. Uh, Vila Gomez aboard to ride. This horse is listed at five to one in the morning line. Not often when you'll find an eight-year-old that's really in the best racing shape of his career, but that's the case here. This horse is just getting better with each start. He's run well over this layout. He's run well over this track. You're getting five to one in the morning line. I like number four, Rocky's Buckaroo to win today's eighth race out at Tampa Bay Downs. All right, Tampa Bay, eighth race. Number four is the uh, play, the four in the eighth race at Tampa Bay. So we got a pick at both Gulfstream and Tampa Bay. And, of course, Jonathan has worked hard to put full sheets together for both racetracks today, and they can get them where? 
At the website, J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com, we have best plays and we have full cards today. We offer Tampa Bay and Gulfstream selections. All right, Jonathan, you keep warm out there and uh, stay dry, and we will uh, hopefully, God willing, talk to you tomorrow. Stay safe, Ralph. Be well. Talk to you soon. All right, you got it, my man. Thank you. All right, we're going to be back right after the break, and I give you the results of the Twin Q with Tommy Masses. What the heck has Tommy been doing? Since Woodbine closed, well, we might ask him that as an opening question, so don't go away. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Back on your race day Wednesday, and uh, there was racing, of course, on Monday, uh, the Martin Luther King holiday out at Santa Anita. And lo and behold, uh, Station Casinos held a twin queue on the holiday Monday at Santa Anita. The two Santa Anita races were a twin queue Monday at Station Casinos, and it carried over from Sunday. Sunday's twin queue was not hit, not hit at Station Casinos. They had a holiday Monday twin queue at Station Casinos this past Monday with the carryover of $6,260.80. And, of course, it featured two races on the Monday holiday card at Santa Anita. They were the fifth race at Santa Anita on Monday, where the winner paid $5 and the second horse paid $5.20. And the ninth race at Santa Anita, where the winner paid $7.60 and the second horse paid $6.80. So you know it was hit. The winning numbers were 3 4 and one nine. Uh, pretty much to form, and there were only four, just four winning tickets with those prices, four winning tickets. Each ticket received $1,565.20, and a nice score for those prices. And the Twin Q on Monday at Station Casinos based on the two races at Santa Anita. I will say one thing, that in both those races at Santa Anita, Flavian Pratt was riding the favorite. And in both those races at Santa Anita, Pratt did not finish first or second in the Twin Q. And maybe, just maybe, the reason for the handsome payoff in the Twin Q on Monday. Let's get to Tommy Masses standing by. Tommy, first of all, where are you at these days? Where are you, where are you calling from? I am in what is a cold Hallandale Beach, Florida for me this morning. <laughs> it should warm up. It's cold in Florida today, is it? Well, it was last night. It was in like the low fifties, and but it's going to warm up. And that, of course, we're is, spoiled down here, Ralph. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's cold for Florida. That's for sure. So you venture south, as many do, when the winter hits in the north, and you're down at Gulfstream now, playing the races there. Yeah, you know, I got here. the The winter when it gets colder back in Toronto really affects me physically, mentally. So I need some, you know, time to when I get down here to get warm and feel happy again, and I'm there again, so I'm at Gulfstream Park every day if it's not raining. Okay, now, you know, we, we know that Jonathan and Jerry uh, kind of um, are apprehensive with uh, these uh, these uh, tappeta footing, the the uh, synthetic racetracks uh, at the synthetic track at Gulfstream while handicapping because it's a new synthetic track there, and this is the first time that were gathering past performances of horses that are running on that synthetic track. So it's kind of edgy for them. But you, uh, since uh, Woodbine is a synthetic racetrack, uh, you, you should be in good shape there. Yeah, you know, not not really. You know, it is it, it is different. It is tricky. And those guys are right, man. You know, it's but the thing that intrigues me is hearing everyone's having problems with it. So uh-huh. I figure, well, you know, I'm probably still better off than everyone else. So. Jonathan's, you know, what he just said about that horse he picked in the last race, there's a few good points there. You know, 
uh, it's like the horses I'm, I'm going to give you today, you know, the outside, I'd rather be seven wide coming around the turn than right behind horses. You know, that perfect trip with that back on the synthetic is horrible. Absolutely horrible. And really uh, exploding out of a hole on the synthetic is hard. I, I like that roll around the outside trip five wide. Having said that, I've noticed that Gulfstream, you know, it changes. You know, there's no real bias kind of it looks like they're they're coming off the pace wide early and then later in the car they go wire to wire so the best advice i give is just throw all that clutter out and handicap it like it's the turf and just give a little bit extra uh points to the outside and off the pace horses so your opinion of any type of uh, biases that might occur on the particular synthetic track now at gulfstream park is the usual point in a lot of races, if you can save ground, especially on turf races, save ground, find an opening at the head of the stretch, and burst through, that's that's a good trip. But on the synthetic there, it seems like that even when the opening happens, there isn't a uh, the footing that allows that burst to get through there that sometimes horses get bottled down there. So it's like everybody's kind of kind of working on the same type of uh, acceleration when it comes to the home stretch then. Yeah, and, and, you know, I watch a lot of replays, and you'll notice if you watch cl- closely, horses that haven't been on the synthetic regularly, mm-hmm. they're, they're throwing their heads around behind horses. They're not comfortable, and, and you'll see when they get outside and clear, you know, all of a sudden they kick in and, and get down to business. So, in other words, then the, the losing a little bit more ground but getting that sweeping on the outside, not getting stopped or kicked, uh, the kickback of the synthetic is, uh, is probably the best trip. Yeah, if I had a horse coming, you know, just off the pace, I wouldn't. I tell the jockey, don't stay behind horses. Sit right back. I'm 19 wide, and if we lose, it's on me. Very good observation there, Tommy. That's for sure. Now, will you be uh, visiting us on a regular basis, or is this just a, a cameo until uh, Woodbine starts again? No, if you want me to come every Wednesday and Thursday, I'm back in fine form again. You know, I'm playing the horses regularly, so. Yeah, if you, you want me every Wednesday and Thursday, I'll come on every Wednesday and Thursday. Hey, My listen, honor. and we uh, certainly uh, would like to have you and, and produce some winners as well as you do. Uh, we we will uh, cap you off tomorrow because I'm going to have Ron Flatter on the show. But uh, yeah, you could schedule yourself in from uh, from next week, uh, whenever, whenever you uh, think uh, on a Wednesday and Thursday. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah, no, if you're, if you're, you know, you just tell me, get get on with the picks. I'll give you my picks and head to the track. No problem. My feelings won't get hurt, Ralph. <laughs> All right, get on with the picks, Tommy. <laughs> All right, my best bet of the day is in race number four, which is five furlongs on the taffeta. And I'm going to the outside post position, number eight, Majestic Doro. Uh, I know I don't know Spikester is that much of a synthetic influence, but I know Spikestown is, and you know Magdaliori on the bottom, so should love the synthetic. Been working good, should get a perfect pace scenario. And, and if you look at the lines, you know the, the five and a half race was an easy win, albeit at Indiana. Then they tried two turns in a stake, and I always throw out the last race when when they're coming off a layoff. You know, obviously something went amiss, so. I think this horse wants a sprint, the outside post, bread for the synthetic, working like a freight train. Majestic Dioro, number eight in race four, is my best bet of the day. All righty. Number eight in the fourth race at Gulfstream. And uh, do you want to give me one more or a long shot? Uh, we're listening. Yeah, race seven, number six, Midnight Bella, eight to one in the program. Uh, this horse has had a series of troubled lines. Last time didn't really have trouble, but from the inside, something was bothering. You know, maybe it was the kickback, or maybe the horse was just goofy. Mm-hmm. But once he got in the clear late, kind of showed something. You know, again, outside draw what I like. There looks like there's enough speed to set him up. I'm just hoping Junior goes right to the back, waits, and swoops him. All right. So in the seventh race, you like number six. So here's the deal. Between you and Jonathan Hardoon, haven't got Jerry yet, but between you guys, you give me three pieces of uh, the late pick five because uh, you come in the seventh with the six horse, and then, of course, Jonathan, uh, I, I take that back, only two pieces. The other one is at Tampa Bay. Jonathan has the ninth race, so make him fill in there and maybe single you in the seventh and Jonathan in the ninth and, and start uh, searching around and build a ticket there, huh? 
Hey, you got it. As long as, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't understand the pick six there because what's a gross fool? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Is that something negative or is that something to do with the math of it? Here, here's the deal at Gulfstream. <laughs> because they have that jackpot deal, and when they hit it, when it gets big and they hit it, or they circumvent it the day before it's a, a mandatory payoff like they did the last couple of times. When it starts out, and for example, today, you've got the uh, jackpot carryover at uh, Gulfstream right now standing at $124,099. When it gets, I think, up over 100000 they don't seed it anymore. But there are times when it just starts out and maybe the first day it comes back and it's like a $40,000 carryover, they'll guarantee it to fifty or 100000 So they throw money in there, a guarantee for the single ticket only, not for just the payout of the best tickets. If I got it. I know because I read today it's two fifty guaranteed gross. All right. All right. So it's $250,000 guaranteed if a single ticket winner hits it. Otherwise, the carrier is one twenty four ninety nine, and what's ever carried over from today from the uh, the – What's left over from the um, the percentages, you know, the breakage, uh, the, the breakdown as far as the carryover when it's not a single ticket. So it's yeah. It's, I know, but if it's two hundred and fifty, right, and you hit it, do they gross means they still have to take out their end and they give you the net? I know. I think that the, well, the government does what they do with the carryovers, but no, they, no, I'm talking about the takeout. Uh, you if know, I seeding it. I understand that. Now, you know, that's a very good question. Do they have a takeout on the balance between one twenty four ninety nine and two fifty? is what you're asking, right? Yeah, that's where the, the word gross you yeah. know, kind of grosses me out a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't tell you. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's like who knows? I'll ask, I'll ask today, Ralph. Cause Why I, don't you do that? Me all the on-air, I know all the on-air people. I'll ask them. Simply. All right. That's a good thing. That is your homework for the week. You you let us know about that, and then next Wednesday when you come back on the show, we'll, uh, you'll have the information for us, okay? You got it, Ralph. Thank you. Good to be back. Oh, and nice to have you, Tommy. It's always a, nice and a pleasure. You always give us a, a great angle from the handicapper's point of view. Uh, enjoy today, my man. Stay safe. You too, Ralph. Thank you. All right, so Tommy, uh, I guess, has volunteered to be with us on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, except for tomorrow because we'll have Ron Flatter on tomorrow, scheduled anyhow. And um, and well, then and hopefully we'll be back. He'll be back with us when Woodbine starts. In the meantime, uh, we'll be back with uh, John Lindo and Jerry J. So don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas, and uh, we're going to get to uh, John Lindo right now. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. I'm glad you're back on the air and feeling better. I, I am, too, and thank you. Uh, I want to thank you and everybody out there who has, uh, just has so much concern for me. It really uh, really, uh, really helped me out get uh, over uh, this little hump, that's for sure. And I want to thank you guys so much. It, I was very appreciated. Well, you don't, you don't miss shows. No, I, I don't. No, I, that's, I've done shows in weird places at times and, and certainly through funerals, weddings, and all that stuff. But uh, they would not allow me 
to do the show while I was in ER. So, hey, Monday, Martin Luther King Day, Flavian Pratt went 0 for 6. <laughs> he, he may have gone 0 for 6, but I tell you what, last week he really opened up on, on the field as far as the jockey standings. Uh, you know, he and Johnny Velasquez have been going head and head, and I think he's got a 12-winner lead now oh. going into this week. He's got 29 wins, and Velasquez has 17, so he's been doing some pretty good work out there at Santa Anita. I got to tell you, and, you know, when you look at the twin Q. Uh, a carryover of uh, 6260 And uh, the winners in the races and the prices in the races, $5 even and $520, $760 six eighty, And there were only four tickets to chop up the six grand over $1,565. You say to yourself, how did that happen? But then you look at the two races where Flavian Pratt was on the favors, the dead favors, and they didn't run first or second. That's what happens. Well, you had that, and you didn't have Ralph Sirocco telling you on race day Las Vegas what the twin Q races were. <laughs> well, I, that's uh, another thing, too. But, you know, I, I, you know that was that Pratt going over for six is like that is a headline. It really is. Uh, you know, I, I, it happens to everybody, but uh, don't worry about it. He is seeing the ball. He's really riding well, and uh, he's taking horses. You know, when race looks like they have no pace, he's putting closers on the lead. Yeah. He's he's reading the the, the form and, and doing his homework, and he's going out there riding some fantastic races. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, that's why it's so shocking that he went over uh, six because he's just so good. He's so in the zone. Another good news out of Southern California is the uh, regulated facilities in California and the equine, equine fatalities at the California racetrack, California Horse Racing Board said dropped to 71 in 2021. It was the lowest tally of equine fatalities on a regulated racetrack in Southern California in 10 years. That's good news. Yeah, the, the you know the equine fatalities are down. I think over twenty five percent. But you know, I'm just guessing that uh, groups like PETA won't be advertising that. Uh, they won't be putting out the the, the news that there is prog- progress being made and and so steps being taken. You know, it's not a part of their agenda. Not even a question about that. I mean, the, you talk about uh, a slanted. Um, well, it's not fair and balanced. That's for sure. Uh, but it's just good news. Uh, you know, I guess a few things that contribute to it is the the lack of uh, larger fields and the lack of more days of racing. But nevertheless, when they're out there, it seems to be uh, real safe. And so that is such good news, that's for sure. Yeah, there, there may be a, a few less racing days right now. But you have to remember, though, Ralph, those horses are still training every day. Yeah. So as long as they're exercising and doing stuff, there's always the risk of injury. So uh, the industry's done a good job of, of trying to, to minimize the risk of those horses getting hurt, and there has been some positive benefits. All right. Now, do you think that the uh, medication restrictions, the increased veterinary ex- examinations and oversight, the entry review, uh, entry review panel, uh, and the continuing education for the trainers is all helping? I, I think all of that helps and hurts. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, uh, in my opinion, you're asking my opinion, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's overdone. I think it's uh, there's too much regulation and too much of the same stuff going on, and it it limits the amount of horses that can race. And, and you see a lot of these horses that, that could run out here having to go to other circuits and being productive, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they last and they're doing well. So uh, in, in the abundance of caution, it's hurt field sizes and, and things along that nature. So, so they, they just uh, uh, it tipped there's over. There's a give and take to yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I think the in- increased veterinary examinations aren't bad in their oversight, and uh, the medication restrictions maybe. But then you get to the entry review panels. You get to uh, my understanding, as you were telling us the other day, where the trainers have to fill out a form to have a horse trained the next day in a workout. They have to actually get permission to work a horse out now. Oh, absolutely, and you have to have them. You know, they have to have a pre-workout vet exam before they work, and uh-huh. and so you know uh, when I get the vet bills on my horses, I see you know pre-work check, pre-race check, yeah. pre this, pre that. It used to be you know just whatever the medications were being used. Now we're getting all these uh, bills for for just looking at the horse to you know. It, 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 it's frustrating from an owner's standpoint. It's frustrating. Well, it gets prohibitive, but what it gets, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, all right, John, what are we doing this week here as far as the Linda report? 
Well, uh, we'll we'll pick up on Friday with both Oakland and Santa Anita. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, good feels that the Oakland races have already been drawn for mm-hmm. Friday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Big field sizes all weekend. Looks like no rain expected Friday and Saturday. I have not checked the Sunday forecast so far, but again, I don't worry about the weather conditions down there because that that track handles the water so well. And we're looking at uh, very good weather warming up uh, through the week in Santa Anita, so we'll be fast and firm. Uh, this weekend, only one stakes on Saturday uh, at Santa Anita. But, uh, you know, it, it's kind of the calm before the storm. There'll be a big weekend the following week with Pegasus uh, Day at Gulfstream Park. And Santa Anita will will tie some stuff together, I think, uh, with Gulfstream Park on that big day on the 20, uh, 29th, I think it is. Yeah, that'll be good stuff, that's for sure. And uh, fingers crossed, the two big horses, Nick's, uh, Nick's Go and, uh, and Life is Good, are still uh, training for their uh, heavyweight throwdown battle. And who knows? Maybe there might be an upset. Well, I don't know. They, you know, they, they adjusted the invitation list because a, a number of horses, including Flightline, aren't going. So yeah. I don't know if that field's going to be full. With those two heavyweights in there, it might be tough gathering a field of 12 uh, to, to take those guys on. I believe the same thing. I don't think it's going to be a full field of 12. But what I do think is there's going to be those two heavyweights, maybe a couple of horses on the fringe, then might be able to pull off an upset if those two get crazy, and that would be about it for that race anyhow. But it's going to be a big day of racing there at Gulfstream overall. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, good grass racing, and let's just hope the weather's good out there, and let's stay on the dirt and let's stay on the grass on Pegasus Day. How about that? And again, uh, Mr. Lindo's Lindo Report for Oaklawn and Santa Anita on those racing days uh, throughout this week right there at the South Point Racebook uh, free of charge. All right, Don. Well, I want to thank you for stopping by and chewing some fat about uh, Southern California racing and all that stuff there. And No big breaking news in Southern California is good news, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's relatively quiet, which for us is a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. And weather, uh, you got some rain went through there? We had a little rain yesterday, a little rain last night, but uh, again, the weather's supposed to be warm throughout the week, and I think we've that, no other storms planned for this week, so we should be in real good shape for the weekend. All right, you got it. Thanks a lot, John. You can get back to the honeydew list. Thanks for all your support and concern, and we will talk to you tomorrow. All right, good luck today. All right, thank you, my man. And now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by because Jerry is working today. He's got a Gulfstream <laughs> Park, uh, Jerry J's Power Pages. For uh, for Gulfstream Park at all the station casinos, free of charge today. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Ralph. And, uh, of course, we're glad you're back. So, uh, But, you know, I have a little uh, uh, comment on uh, all the things that John said to, and you, you and John talked about mm-hmm. and John said and explained. Uh-huh. Is there, there seems to be a very direct result from all this, and it's... Um, it's almost 50% uh, favorites winning at uh, Santa Anita. <laughs> oh, I see. Wow. I mean, it seems like there, there, there it is. I mean, you have all of this on one side, and what's the outcome on the product? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll revert to the mean as it normally would and come back down to 33% or if it's going to come back to 45%. And as a numbers, um, a maker of numbers, Whenever I see Pratt on a horse or I see J.R. Velasquez on a horse or even Juan Hernandez, I feel like I want to give them bonus points on my power page. Ah, so it does, re- does affect the, the, the number. Well, I really point. can't, though. I mean, oh. otherwise I would, be, I would be feeding the public something different than what I have for the last 24 years. Oh, okay. and the public needs to do that, though. The public needs to sort of would you start could, making that adjustment. Would you put a little uh, note at the bottom uh, there saying uh, that, uh, you know, Pratt uh, deserves a longer look or something? Or Yeah, well, yeah, maybe I could, but I don't really, yeah, I know. you know, I don't know, I don't have a quantifiable amount yeah. to say that it's yeah. worth a half a length or it's worth a full length or something like yeah. that. But, uh, but there seems to be, I mean, you see two I, I, and it's only a, a short sample, so maybe I would in a month or so. But uh-huh. um, there seems to be a direct correlation between more favorites and uh, winners being congested around these three men. Okay. Well, you and, know, they got good agents, I guess. Get them on live horses. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's part. But they seem to know, um, you yeah, which one are the sounders best? I don't, you know, well, it's... it's 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 stepping out of the realm 
of the form of the horse telling us what to bet. Oh, okay. It's starting to step out of that realm. I, I think uh, one thing I do know that I really believe in is Pratt is instinctive. He has an instinctive talent that is just, oh, like, he's, you just don't He's know. a great rider. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I've said it on this show to me, he's the best rider I've seen since Cherry Bailey, but, uh, and there's a lot of good riders out there too. I mean, yeah. but he is re- re- phenomenal in my opinion. All right, you going to give me some horses? Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday, and we have horses. Let's go to the fourth at Gulfstream for our first play. Okay. We're going five furlongs on the all-weather turf, on the all-weather track here. Um, and so watch your price on this play. Number two, Lily Bear, um, is very attractive in a number of ways. And you can see very simply that when she, when Lily went to the uh, all-weather track, mm-hmm. showed a lot of improvement, um, really good um, last time out on the turf, and I, I, I kind of I like the horse going back to five furlongs. I don't love the two posts, but it's six to one morning line, and it's Louis Saez up for the first time, okay. and it's first time LASIK, so, and it's also Safi Joseph, so mm-hmm. you know, if you get three to one or better, it's probably worth the play. I'll make a bet on the two, Lily Bear okay. in the fourth, and play the two with the three, five, six, and seven in different amounts, but the two, Lily Bear, that'll be our pop-out key in race number four. All right, fourth race, the seven a scratch, so it'll be a two over three, five, six, and reverse, $2 ROI, two to win on the two in the fourth. And with uh, Tommy coming up with a horse in that race as well, I got a Sirocco play. I got the 2882 uh, for the Sirocco play. Your play is the two over three, five, six, and reverse, $2 ROI, two to win on the two, and a second pick. Let's go to the sixth race, Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um here we're going to go uh, to outside horse. A horse sort of, you know, the, a race day player might like. It's race day speed mm-hmm. in the sixth, number six in the sixth race. Okay. And this is a, this is a trainer I've always liked, Tamara Levy, uh, Chantel Sutherland up. And, again, you can see a horse that's really very good at this level, one in Tampa Bay for this level, like for fun, and is one for better at Gulfstream before, and then went on to the all-weather track and got a lot of conditioning and now comes back for the seven-for-a-long race. I think she'll, she'll be much the best of these. I like the six. Okay. I won't go below two to one, though. I'll take the six over the three, four, five, small reverses, but the six race day speed, that'll be our second pop-out key today. All right, sixth race at Gulfstream. Uh, the uh, key horse is the six. Link-ups are three, four, five, and reverse. $2 ROI, two to win on the six in the sixth. We wrap up this Wednesday show reminding you that uh, we'll be back, God willing, and the Crick Don't Rise tomorrow morning at our usual start time at 7 a.m. Pacific time. I want to thank everybody out there for your concern. It really uh, heartens me, that's for sure. Uh, and you can say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody.